Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Not too bad as far as the weather was concerned over the weekend. It doesn't look too bad this week either. Morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee welcoming you to the first full week of November. And I'll tell you what, the temperatures kind of belie the calendar. It looks like it's going to be a pretty decent week. Today, we'll see some sun. 64 are expected high. Tomorrow, cloudy skies and 52. Wednesday is the one we've got to watch out for. 54 the expected high, but we've got at least a good 37% chance of rain. If we can make it through Wednesday, we should stay dry and fairly warm the rest of the week. Thursday, 47. Friday, 47. Saturday, 47 as well. Now, Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist, will be joining us about 10, 15 minutes from now for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. And I'm going to press him on just exactly what the odds of that rain amounting to much are on Wednesday. Obviously, a lot of folks still continuing with the harvest. Well, I'll tell you what. It was a great Convention. The 96th National FFA Convention wrapped up Saturday in Indianapolis. Wisconsin had some winners. We're going to be talking about that. And the Wisconsin honey producers had a very successful convention in Wisconsin Dells. Charity Seebecker caught up with the American Honey Princess that was there. And Nate Zimdars catching up with Senator Brad Path. Uh, Friday, they introduced a couple ag bills that they would like the state legislature to take a look at. He'll give us a breakdown of what that's designed to do. A full Monday on the way. So glad you're along with us. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You're grateful for all the ways technology can connect us. Unfortunately, there are online scammers who want to take advantage. Malicious viruses, phishing scams, and identity theft are more prevalent than ever. That's why Rural Mutual includes cybersecurity protection as an option on every policy. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Protovate Nutritional Seed Enhancer is an 80-20 talc graphite replacement that provides the critical nutrients corn and soybeans need for early and uniform emergence. Learn more at GetGreaterGrowth.com. The Mississippi River, every bit as important as the interstate system for commerce, transportation, everything you need to do as far as moving product, moving people. We're going to talk about that in La Crosse with Mayor Mitch Reynolds. And uh, Mayor Reynolds... The importance of this river to the city of La Crosse. We know it goes from way up north in Minnesota all the way down to New Orleans. But when we get here in Wisconsin, how important is this river for tourism, for commerce, for agriculture? Well, that's actually a great question, and, and you brought up the interstate system because I think it's, you know, when you talk about every bit is important, uh, you've, one could almost make the argument it's more important because when you look at uh, all the ag products in the United States, 40% of them flow down the Mississippi River. You know, 60% of our soy, our corn, our wheat are exported down the, the Mississippi River. You know, all of the things that we need to build our cities and uh, to, to make sure that we're maintaining our infrastructure flows up the Mississippi River. I mean, this is, this is about as essential a corridor as it, as it gets, right? It drains 31 states and two provinces uh, into the basin. And it's just, it's an absolutely, uh, it's, it, is, it is the most essential uh, river corridor in the world, essentially. I mean, one in 12 people consume commodities 
uh, that are exported from the, in the, on the planet from the Mississippi River. So it's not just important to the city of La Crosse, but also important to every community up and down the Mississippi River in all 10 states and all the cities uh, along the Mississippi River. And, you know, obviously we we get our water from an aquifer, the sand aquifer, a massive sand aquifer there. And we're very, very fortunate for the water uh, resource that we have that's, uh, that's below us. But, you know, there are 20 million people that get their drinking water from the Mississippi River as well. So it's important to think, what is it, what is it for the city of La Crosse? And it's essential for our commerce because there's commodities that ship out of La Crosse, right, and then our surrounding region as well. But it's also important to remember that we have a responsibility to the communities downriver to make sure that whatever we're doing upriver does not in, um, negatively impact those communities. Because, I mean, really, at the end of the day, we're all one big community, right? We're, that what happens in Greenville and... Um, uh, uh, Memphis, that, that impacts what, what happens up here in relation to the barges that we need to ship commodities and whatever we do up here in terms of whatever pollution and, and what we're doing with our water conservation efforts Im impacts what's happening in those communities. So, I mean, all essential all the time. What kind of a challenge has it been the last couple of years? It's been very dry. Yes. And uh, we've had the river shut down in some cases. What kind of an impact has that had? Well, one of the biggest impacts, and, I, and you can talk to J.F. Brennan, one of our big companies here in La Crosse that does a lot of shipping on the river, but one of the biggest impacts that we've, we've struggled with is just getting barges back upriver to, to, uh, in order to ship commodities down. So we get this, this stranglehold of our commodities. They wind up being stored because we don't have enough capacity to ship downriver because of the low, low water. I mentioned Greenville. I think they had something like seven feet or something uh, last year. And, yeah, part of that is our drought. A big part of it is what's happening in the uh, around the Missouri as well, because obviously that drains in the Mississippi River, the drought. So the the water, the low waters in the Missouri, low waters in Ohio, low waters in Illinois, as well as what's happening in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, those are all impactful. And really, again, it's a system. It's not just our community. It's a system. So anything that our community or you know the Twin Cities or Winona or Red Wing, whatever, anything that we're doing up here is going to impact the commodity transference that goes on in New Orleans and, and then whatever happens there impacts our economies and so you kind of have to think about how this looks as a system-wide uh, a corridor-wide uh, consideration what does that what does that look like for all of us up and down the river let's talk about all of us yeah. you were at a recent meeting in Bemidji of the mayors along the Mississippi River from the north all the way to the south and one of the news items that came out of there that caught my attention was the request, or lack of a better word, we'll use that, of some folks out west. Mm -hmm. Can we pipe water from the Mississippi River? I've heard of they want to pipe water from the Great Lakes. I'd never heard from the Mississippi River before. How new is that, or how long has that request been there, a request that I'm sure fell on deaf ears as far as the mayors are concerned. You're concerned about it, but uh, it's not going to happen anytime soon, I don't think. No, and I think that it's important to remember that whenever you're talking about sending water to the southwest uh, of the United States of America, there is a significant amount of infrastructure involved. However, 
when you look at the growth patterns out there, there that is not an insignificant threat. There is a real possibility that there would be an entity or entities or government that would say, look, you know what, uh, Go, they'd go out to uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and say, you know what, I'll pay a billion dollars a year to, to take all the water that we want and put it in our pipeline and send it out to Phoenix. And without a, uh, a Mississippi River Compact, just modeled after the Great Lakes Compact, where, where the states have to agree to how that water is diverted, without that compact, there's no real guarantee that that wouldn't happen. I'm not saying uh, Cape Girardeau would do that. I'm just you know suggesting that there's a real possibility that could be something on the horizon. So uh, I'm the recently installed uh, national co-chair of the Mississippi River Cities and Towns Initiative, and that's 104 mayors in 10 states that are working in collaboration and cooperation to secure the interests of the entire Mississippi River Corridor. So that was the meeting that we had in Bemidji where we all agreed that we support a Mississippi River Compact. And really the point of that is, is to secure the Mississippi River as a resource, not only a navigation resource, but a natural for a water resource, frankly, as well as a natural habitat resource, ecosystem resource for generations to come. Our sense is that as ridiculous as it sounds to build a pipeline across the United States and ship water to Phoenix, that if we don't take this step now, that that could be something that we see in the future. Because frankly, they build pipelines across the United States to ship oil, right? And one could make the argument, I think reasonably, that water is a much more significant resource than oil. So what is the real threat? I think it's a significant threat, maybe not tomorrow, but in the future. And we, what we've seen with low water levels on the Mississippi, and I, I know you're probably aware of the saltwater intrusion that's going on at the, you know, down south, and, and that's because of a low flow of the Mississippi River. So if we take more water out of there, what does that mean for the folks in New Orleans? What does that mean for all the folks in West Wego and Harahan and Gretna, Louisiana, and all the people that rely on the Mississippi River south of basically Kenner, Louisiana, for their, for their drinking water? It means that that's the end of those communities. And I don't think we can stand to, to, to stomach that. I mean, it's too significant of a resource for us, and we have to protect it, not only for our sakes, not my community, not all the communities on the Mississippi River, but as a national resource, this is significant for us on a national level, and we need to be thinking collaboratively and cooperatively on how we manage that resource. So I'm, I'm hearing you say that as the, uh, one of the leaders of this Mississippi River Compact, it's not going to happen, at least I would say in our lifetime, but it's not going to go away, that request. No, it won't, not at all. As long as there are people that are that are thinking that they're going to make their lives living in a desert where there's not enough water, there's going to be a need for water. Now, you know, one can make the argument, well, they'll do the desalinization thing from the ocean. Well, maybe. But what would be more likely? To me, it's more likely that they would stick a straw in the Mississippi and suck the water out of there. And if we don't have a compact in place to prevent that, it is entirely possible that that would be something that would occur. And it has to be something that we are able to manage on a basin-wide level. And I think that that's an important thing to remember. Now, as far as the mayors are involved in the compact along the Mississippi River, when you put this compact together, was it unanimous that all the mayors along the Mississippi River said we have to have this compact to stop this? Or were there some, some folks that were kind of uh, hedging a little bit? Is it a unified message that the uh, Mississippi River water stays in the Mississippi River? That was a representation of the people that were there at the at the uh, at the meeting at the annual meeting. So not all the 104 mayors made it. 
but the mayors that were there that were representing the states that were part that are part of Mississippi River Cities and Towns Initiative, they all voted in favor of it. So it is unimaginable to me to think that people just like me, representing folks in my community, are going to look at that and think, yeah, you know, uh, we don't need a compact. No, everybody thinks we need to be able to protect this resource. Again, when you look at 50 communities along the Mississippi River, 20 million people are getting their drinking water out of the Mississippi River. It just makes it an essential move. Reassurances that the water in the Mississippi River is going to stay in the Mississippi River, not end up in Phoenix or Colorado or someplace else in the West. With Mayor Mitch Reynolds in La Crosse along the mighty Mississippi, I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Sick calves got you down? Draining your profits, time, and motivation? Get your calf up and moving now with BioVet's new Baselight Calf Electrolyte. Baselight contains balanced electrolytes for restoring and maintaining proper fluid levels in scouring calves. It's easy to mix, palatable, and calves are eager to drink it down to the last drop. Stop feeling down. Pick up the phone and order BioVet's Baselight. Call 1-800-BIOVET-1. 1-800-B-I-O-V-E-T-1. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, X-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. If Old McDonald was real and actually had a farm, she'd talk about it. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. You know, aside from the adjustment to the time over the weekend, weather was pretty cooperative. Hope you got a chance to get out and enjoy a little bit of it. Still maybe visiting apple orchards or corn mazes. By the way, stick around. Stephanie Hoff's going to join us with a story from the Wisconsin Ag Tourism Association. They're worried about a vote that could be coming up at the State House tomorrow that might jeopardize some of our wedding barns and event centers that are held on a lot of farms across the state. Stick around for that. Let's find out what's coming our way weather-wise. Time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us. I'm convinced that the weather is going to be halfway decent. The only place I'm worried Wednesday. Seems like we might just get things started again with the harvest and then rain. How much? What are you thinking about that Wednesday forecast, too? 
There absolutely could be more rain chances by midweek, Pam, like we saw from yesterday's Packer game. Rain in Green Bay, that has slid further south through the night and into the early morning hours. We have an Alberta clipper type, very fast-moving little low, pulling a cool front through the state. There'll still be a little light rain this morning, northeast and eastern Wisconsin. That all ends, and through the day, the sky's clear. You talked about those nice temperatures well above normal this afternoon. Normal's now in the very low 50s. I expect low 60s, a fantastic Monday. Boy, if we could string together a week of this, we'd see a lot more work done in the field. But you highlighted it. A secondary clipper will drop in from the northwest, and I do expect already by tomorrow evening or into Wednesday that another round of rainfall slips through. Some of the forecasts I've seen now indicating a couple of tenths of an inch at most. Not a major rainmaker, but there will be more precipitation chance, and that's enough to slow down field work again, adding a little moisture just adds to the mud and the moisture in that crop that's still standing and kind of slows us down. But that chance around late Tuesday on into Wednesday may linger into Wednesday night and then we'll dry it out. Temperatures that start out the week so very mild like today, they unfortunately begin to cool off with this first clipper pulling away. Winds become west or even northwest late today and tonight. And then we cool off a bit back to about normal Tuesday. Still fighting to be there about Wednesday, but back into the upper 40s. A little cooler than normal as we move on toward Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It does dry out for later in the week, staying just a little bit cooler. But if you look for a little longer segment of dry air, that possibility as we make our way on toward Thursday and the end of the week looks to be the best bet we have. I'll have forecast details right after this. At Compure Financial, we provide services based on your needs. So whether it's ag lending, crop insurance, or other financial services, or you're seeking industry expertise from a trusted advisor, we're here as a partner and member of your community that is defined by you. Contact your local Compure Financial team at 844-426-6733 or visit compure.com slash you for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You're grateful for all the ways technology can connect us. Unfortunately, there are online scammers who want to take advantage. Malicious viruses, phishing scams, and identity theft are more prevalent than ever. That's why Rural Mutual includes cybersecurity protection as an option on every policy. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Our Compure Financial Ag Weather forecast is for morning clouds, maybe a little light rain in the east. Otherwise, skies becoming mostly sunny, first in the west, spreading east throughout the day. Temps up in the lower 60s, could be up at about 63 or so. Lacrosse and Madison, maybe a degree or two elsewhere cooler. Southwest winds become west 5 to 15, could even gust to about 30. Overnight, partly cloudy, back into the upper 30s, the west winds 5 to 15. A partly sunny day becoming mostly cloudy Tuesday. Temps still in the low 50s, maybe an upper 40 here or there in the east and north. Northwest winds about 5 to 10. Then Tuesday night, clouding up, and by Wednesday, scattered showers more likely. Could be a couple of tenths of an inch, I think, heading into Wednesday. I'd expect Wednesday's high struggling to be around 50 or just in the low 50s with an east wind about 5 to 15. That rain ends Wednesday night. By Thursday, starting to dry out some sunshine. 
but upper 40s. And that's the forecast then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, probably around for Sunday too. Some sunshine, just a little cooler in the upper 40s, Pam. Not the worst of patterns heading toward the middle of November. We aren't going to talk about a major snowstorm or anything, just a little cool down after we get this enjoyable day today out of our system and head on toward the later part of this week. All righty. Well, we'll enjoy the weather today. Temperatures look wonderful. Thanks to Stumacher Ag Meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial is your financial partner when it comes to production, agriculture, or rural lifestyle. Find great resources and an office near you. Just jump online, compure.com. The Wisconsin honey producers had their state convention over the weekend up in Wisconsin Dells. Charity Seebecker was there and, like I said, focused in on wedding barns and event centers. For a lot of farms, that's the revenue they need to get by. But now it's being threatened. Stephanie Hoff will join us with an update on that. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. If your walls could talk, what would they say? I have sent children into fits of rage. I am responsible for a child's speech impediment. I am the reason a child can't read. Just because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on walls, doors, windows, and sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. If your home was built before 1978, log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LEAD. Brought to you by the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning, EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank-you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. ActuateLLC.com. Design, create, actuate. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. 
time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends of eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. More and more of Michigan surfacing the Michigan allegations. College football is uh, so USC. The Big Ten schedule is out for next year. USC will open up against Michigan to start the uh, the Big Ten uh, schedule next year, which is cool. We, we get them in uh, the end of uh, September yeah. next year. Here, what about this though? Would nope. you have thought when that came out that uh, there would be question marks about will Lincoln Riley be there? Will Jim Harbaugh be there? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Jim Harbaugh, not more not good news for Michigan. Another, or not good. <laughs> another video, a new Connor Stallions. Now, Connor Stallions is the guy that wrote the 600-page manifesto, uh, had the cameras with the, uh, or the, sorry, the, the glasses with the camera in it, and he was the one stealing all the signs and all these tickets, whatever. A new Connor Stallions video has surfaced, and it appears to show the suspended Michigan analyst perfectly calling out a Michigan State play to Jim Harbaugh. And they say, why was a low-level analyst talking to the head coach during a game? With his uh, big old sheet that he has. Yeah. This is like the third video to come out of him being like, he's like worm tongue in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's not looking good. I like the picture of uh, just going back to the TCU game of him just looking dumbfounded, not knowing what's going on. Yeah. It's also hilarious when you see him on the sideline for Central Michigan wearing the Central Michigan clothes. And that's when he has the, uh, the Ray-Ban glasses with the camera the in it. The camera in it, yeah. With the blue light. You can see yeah. it. Well, that's a good point that RJ brought up because if you're stealing signs and you're relying on stealing signs, when you have them, 
you look awesome. But if they yeah. didn't have the correct ones in TCU, uh, yeah, what, you're like, going to look worse than what you would because you think you're playing a defense that will stop you know, whatever the call on offense yeah. is, and you could be so wrong that you're giving up a huge play because you're you're so out of position and so out of something. It could actually be – it's not a benefit anymore. No. If anything – It's a it's, detriment. It's, it, exactly. It, you're in the wrong – you have the wrong personnel usually. You're in the wrong – set up you're not in play to you're not putting yourself in a active way to stop a play that you're supposed to be i mean it's so funny if the other team it's a knows, blessing and a curse yeah it's so it's, this is so funny the stallion but story like like coach prime says you can know everything you still got to go out and stop it yeah it's like when barry bonds got well was barry bonds ever proven guilty rowdy of using steroids technically no but come on Tech, exactly come on. even if he was dead to rights he still had to go out there and hit that damn ball still had to do it well, I we just love you, we love you Barry Palmero. he was <laughs> i just think it's hilarious now that it's like the big 10 coaches or almost all the big 10 coaches want something done about this and they're not sure if the NCAA or the big 10 will have the balls to come out and do something about this and they're they're hoping something will be done it's not so happen this year. If, exactly. It's if the anything, NCAA. if anything, it'll be like in the off season. They have a recruiting major recruiting violations that take like three years. Or how about <laughs> Reggie Bush getting his Heisman suspended like a decade later? So dumb. Yeah. So dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, the ADs offer support for the Big Ten, but tell the commissioner he must step up. I saw to the drop uh, the hammer on Michigan. The commissioner is going to be in Ann Arbor this weekend for the field hockey championships. They're being held in Ann Arbor, and apparently really? he's meeting with the school president. Field hockey, yeah, women's field hockey. Yeah, uh, I always forget another sport Wisconsin doesn't have. Yeah, because Wisconsin doesn't have it. I'm like, damn, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool sports out there. Wisconsin doesn't have. Hey, I ran into uh, the <laughs> UW club baseball team head coach and the manager Jeff Block. Oh yeah, and he said he's had very productive conversations with Chris McIntosh. And, uh, so I want to Jeff. We were we were drinking during the Badger game. So. Uh, <laughs> I told Jeff, I'm like, when we're not drinking, let's set up a time for you to come on and talk about it. He's like, yeah, let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. So, Jeff, well, we'll be coming for you, brother. You ready? No, I was going to say, with the in the Razor's Edge, we took Purdue's team total under 7.5. And, and the reason being is, like RJ saying, they're not going to do anything this year. If this is really Jim Harbaugh, because I think Jim Harbaugh probably knows almost better than anyone if this could be his last year or not. Yeah. Because, one, he could move to the NFL. Or two, he probably feels the heat if the administration or people are talking inside on what maybe could be coming. This might be the year you have to win it all. Yeah, you yeah. have a top four team. You have a top defense. Now you got to be Michigan versus the world. You got to go out there and crush skulls. Like this is it, the boys. Team already did it and lost every accolade they had. But did you see? <laughs> yeah. What, did it's, you see what well, Ryan Walters was saying? Yeah. The head coach for Purdue yesterday. He's like. Well, you know, these aren't allegations. It happened. We have the evidence. And he's like, we know that they've stolen our plays and that they have all this information. And we're going to have to teach our guys a new language. And there needs to be something done. On the job till the cows come home. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Not a bad week for November. Today we'll have clouds, but it'll be 64 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy and 52. That rain on Wednesday's got me worried. 54. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday should see partly sunny skies. 47 degrees. Really glad you're along with us, everybody. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Want to get it off my chest right away. Congratulations to all of our FFA members from Wisconsin that were part of the 96th National Convention that wrapped up Saturday 
in Indianapolis. Two people we want to start off the broadcast with. Congratulations to Ethan Lulich from Boston. He came home with the National Proficiency Award in Landscape Management. His parents, Lori and David Lulich. Congratulations. Also, from the Wyoiga Fremont chapter of the FFA, Cody Hudziak took home the National Proficiency Award in Vegetable Production. Way to go, Cody. He's not only involved at the Wyoiga Fremont chapter with a special aquaponics system that he built for his chapter, he's also an employee at Del Monte where he's working on an aquaponics system that grows buttercrunch lettuce in a system that is grown in water and fish waste. Two outstanding young people from Wisconsin recognized during the National FFA Convention. Today is the sixth day of November. What can I tell you? On this day back in 1947, Meet the Press debuted on television, the longest-running TV news show, first hosted by a journalist and creator, Martha Roundtree, aired on NBC. It's still around today. Meet the Press started on this day back in 1947. Happy birthday to actress Sally Field, 79 years young, and actress Emma Stone is 34 years young. And now you know. You know, this is the time of the year when a lot of folks like to make it out to the countryside. Maybe it was a pumpkin patch, an uh, apple orchard, a uh, hayride, a corn maze, whatever it is. And I'll tell you what, our Wisconsin Ag Tourism Association wants you to know they're facing some real challenges. Stephanie Hoff has more. If you are in Wisconsin, you've probably heard of a wedding barn or event barn. These are barns on private land that a farmer rents out to a private event, such as a wedding or a family reunion. Wedding barns have been legally operating in Wisconsin for over 40 years. But there's a few bills circulating the state Senate that could change how these farmers operate their event barns. And the Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Association says it's a problem. Certain provisions in the Alcohol Modernization Act would add more stringent rules for agricultural venues. It would require those farmers to have a liquor license or else get a permit that would only allow six events a year. Greg Schaff of Country Reflections in Sparta says this would classify private land as a public space and take away his ability to keep his century farm economically viable. 1907 is when my great-grandpa came here, so I'm the fourth generation. I spent my life here, milking cows with dad. We had a lot of history of community events here with dairy breakfasts and school kids and other groups that wanted to see a farm and experience things. And it helped us as an opportunity to educate people and give them an awareness and maybe more of an appreciation for the land and their food supply. So it just was always part of our values. Why is this legislation that would add on some additional regulations for wedding barns, why is it a problem for your family farm? That's the issue where being a private property, of course, and weddings are private parties, we are able to just let them come in and use the space and bring in everything they need to entertain their guests. That's been the issue that we're also a working farm. I have a lot of crop acres, all part of the farm entity. So it makes it more difficult if I'd have to, and mostly it's just about the liquor license. Many places wouldn't be able to get one, and so then they'd have to go out of business. It's taken the definition of private property and wanting to redefine it as public. That's kind of the the scary part. Because it also could reach out into other tourism 
places, too, that do other things. We're all familiar with, you know, corn mazes and pumpkin patches or many other things that people do to try to supplement their farm income. So it could reach over into other areas, too, if they try to redefine what's private versus what's public. So it's about having our family farms have an opportunity to diversify and still keep it in the family. That's been a major part of what's driven me because I did take some of the cash flow from the events I've had. Despite my debt, I've taken some cash flow and invested it into legal fees, and I've created a trust. And within that trust, I've named the fact that the land will always be preserved through a conservation easement. That's important to me that the land stays undeveloped and that's more of a rural environment, the rural integrity of our land. We need space like that. That has helped me do that by having this extra cash flow. They try to express that to the Senate. The Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Association says the Senate is set to vote on the wedding barn bill on November 7th. The association takes issue with the provisions that would require these private farm venues to get a liquor license or else be limited to six events per year. As we heard from Greg Schaff of Country Reflections in Sparta, it has the potential to put some farmers out of business. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Thanks, Stephanie. We'll be watching that vote tomorrow down at the state capitol. Friday in Chicago, as far as the markets were concerned, we saw the barrel cheese finish three and a quarter cents lower at 164. 40 pound block cheese was down three and a half at 166 and a half. Double A butter dropped another penny and a quarter, still 310 and three quarters per pound in the marketplace. December corn finished seven cents stronger at 477. January beans were up 23 at 1351. July wheat up seven at 632. And December class three milk down eight, 1727 a hundredweight. Coming up next, Charity C. Becker joins us on a Monday with a conversation with the American Honey Princess, a guest in Wisconsin over the weekend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. At Tom's Auto Center, we like to say we're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that. Tom'sAutoCenter.com Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. 
Goodman's Jewelers has been providing sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. Here's a crew perfectly comfortable using Baylor twine as a belt. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Bees. Without them, we wouldn't have the over 125 crops that we like to consume here in the U.S. And I don't know about you, but I'd be lost without honey on my morning pancakes. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Allison Hager is the 2023 American Honey Princess, and she has spent her year traveling the nation to help educate others about the importance of these busy bees. She says her passion for the industry started at the young age of 13. I was, I first got started uh, beekeeping when I was 13 years old. So I'm from the state of Iowa. So the Iowa Honey Producers have a youth scholarship. And so I was able to get all my beekeeping equipment paid for and all my bees. And then I took a beekeeping course and found a mentor who helped guide me throughout my first year of being a beekeeper. So ever since that age, I've just been a really big advocate for our honeybees and our other pollinators. And it's just continued to grow since then. And um, Last year was the Iowa Honey Queen, and so I wanted to keep promoting uh, throughout the entire uh, United States, and so here I am today doing that. So can you take me through what is your role as the American Honey Princess? So I'm with the American Beekeeping Federation, and so as a national spokesperson, I get to travel all across the United States, educating others about honeybees, pollination, and honey products. So I get to travel, essentially, you know, all across the United States. So I get to visit different state fairs, festivals, uh, a lot of different school presentations, and then just events like this. So conventions are this time of year as the beekeepers are slowing down, and it's been a really exciting year so far. There's been a common theme that is, it's been more awareness by today's consumers about bees. And you get to travel, like you mentioned, all across the states. So what has it been like to get to travel and hear the stories about this growing interest? It's really amazing meeting different beekeepers everywhere I go. And so just sharing that passion with those beekeepers is, you know, it's just a common bond. We can discuss things that most people don't understand. But even visiting different types of schools, a lot of students are starting to realize how important our pollinators are and why honeybees are important. They're not dangerous. And I remember growing up, I really didn't ever understand why we had honeybees. You know, we always just thought they could sting us, just stay away. And so it's really exciting to go into schools and students already have that background of, we we need pollinators we know what pollen is we know what honey is and so I think that's super exciting to get to see and you know the students want to help you know honeybees even if that becomes a beekeeper I know it's difficult to always do but the students are very excited to learn more about honeybees and they're not afraid so I think that has really been a highlight of my year and so touching on those school visits can you tell me a little bit about the kids and bees expo that you've been doing here in Wisconsin yeah, so Kids and Bees Expo is a really unique thing. Um, like you said, I've been traveling all across the United States, and I haven't really ever had this opportunity to present to children. And so this Kids and Bees Expo just has different activities for the children to do along with their families. So we have face painting, we have crafts, we have a live observation hive so the students can see um, honeybees up close. And then we also have beekeepers here to answer any questions. So, you know, those children and their parents and their friends are more than welcome to answer or ask those questions to get answers to. And I'm here and the Wisconsin Honey Queen is here as well so it's a lot of great resources for um, families to just learn more about our honeybees. 
And speaking about those questions, what kind of questions do these students ask you? I know from experience, they're not shy about what they want to know sometimes. So what are some of them that have maybe made you laugh or really got to you? They ask a lot of amazing questions, and a lot of them ask, you know, how their stingers work, why did they die, their stingers are barbed, so it gets caught in our skin. A lot of them like the family dynamic to the honeybee um, colony, so, you know, you have your queen bee, and she has all of her daughters, but I'd say one of the most interesting questions I received was, do they get married? Do they have families? And I'm like, no, no, they don't get married, they don't have families, and she was so sad about that. She's like, they don't have a dad, or like, they don't get married, or they don't have kids. I'm like, no, not necessarily. They're just a queen and her workers, and then there's the drones. But she was just so devastated that they didn't have families like us. So that one has always really stuck with me throughout the year. Can you tell me about the expanded opportunities that today's beekeepers and honey producers are seeing? I know that there are a lot of products that people maybe don't even realize can be associated with honey. Honeybees provide us with a lot of amazing products. So we obviously have our typical liquid honey. Um, there's also creamed honey too. So us beekeepers are taking that honey through a crystallization process. So it's just more of a spreadable type of honey. So it's um, not as messy, it's not as sticky. So it's something you can put on toast. A lot of people like to marinate their meat on the grill with that. So I think that's a really unique type of product. Um, honeybees also give us pollen. So people use that for medical purposes. And beeswax too is a great thing that a lot of us beekeepers uh, love to produce because beeswax is used in crayons and candles and a lot of our beauty products like soaps and lotions and lip balms. So honeybees just provide us with a lot of things in addition to all their pollination services. Can you help people understand how we get these different flavors of honey? People may not realize that you are what you eat. Well, so is the honeybees that are providing that flavor for us. Exactly. So there's over 300 different varieties of honey here in the United States. So like you're saying, a lot of people think there's just one kind and some people are like, oh, I don't like honey. And I always say, you probably haven't tried your favorite kind yet. There's so many other ones to try. And so the reason we have so many different colors and taste of honey is where the honeybees are collecting that nectar from. So when us uh, commercial beekeepers are taking our hives out to really big fields of different orchards, um, we know exactly where those honeybees are collecting that nectar from. And so it's going to taste a lot different than the nectar you get from a blueberry plant or from a wildflower. So that's how we're able to have so many different tastes and colors of honey throughout the nation. And not everybody can be a beekeeper. So how can those people still support the industry? A super easy way is just being an advocate for honeybees, just educating others. You know, they're important. They need our help. And I think a super other easy way to help them is just to plant flowers. So kind of back to that nectar thing. Honeybees like a variety in their diet. They don't like to just have one floral source to choose from. And you think, too, we have different flowers that bloom throughout the year. So having different flowers available for honeybees to collect that nectar and pollen from is a super great way. Because I know growing up, we always like to have a nice green yard, no weeds in it. But having no weeds isn't helping anything. And so those dandelions, they might be kind of ugly in our minds, but those are the honeybee's first uh, nectar source in, in the season. So just letting your weeds grow. Um, if you have ditches, um, maybe don't always mow them as much. There's a such thing as no mow May. So not mowing um, your ditches and your grass in the month of May, just so those honeybees have more nectar co to collect. Just talking to you, you can tell you have a lot of enthusiasm for the industry. It really shines through. What have you learned since you started down this path? You have been the Iowa Honey Queen, as you mentioned, so you had a good base of knowledge already. But I'm sure as you've gotten to travel now on this new national scale, it's gotten even bigger. 
That's for sure. Just meeting the different beekeepers and seeing how they keep their bees throughout the United States. Um, I've definitely learned a lot. It's been fun working with different beekeepers um, just to see it, you know, how they do it. So I've never caught a swarm before. So when I was in Connecticut, um, I was in their bee yard and they had a swarm of honeybees on one of their posts. And so it was just really fun seeing how they collected those honeybees to put into a hive. And so just little like stories and experiences like that. I've really have opened my eyes to the beekeeping industry, but even just like personally too meeting new people feeling comfortable getting on stage in front of people I've really have grown the last year and I wouldn't have traded it for the world what are some of the key differences you've seen in the way people are beekeeping and raising these bees in different parts of the state I would say the biggest thing that I never thought of was bears. So in Iowa, we don't have bears. We had one bear like come through one time and it was like a local celebrity, like we named it. And so going to other states that have a lot of bears, they have to, you know, protect their hives in a different way. So they put up electric fence around their hives. And so I just thought that was a very different thing to be prepared for when you're keeping bees. It's hard enough to already uh, raise your bees and keep them through the winter. And so just having to have an extra precaution for a, a really big animal like that is really amazing to me. So seeing how different beekeepers keep those uh, bigger animals out, I think has really been different. Why should the public learn about the industry? Why is it important for them to see what these hardworking beekeepers are doing? I mean, a lot of our fruits and vegetables are dependent on our honeybees um, with all the pollination that they provide for us. Um, so honeybees are our number one pollinator. They do 80% of that pollination we need. And so to put that even into more terms, it's one third of the food we eat every day is dependent on pollination. So if we're not supporting our local or our commercial beekeepers, um, you know, that means you have to do it yourself. And I, like you were saying before, it's not for everyone. It, it can be a very difficult thing to get started. And so uh, just supporting local beekeepers, supporting your commercial beekeepers as well is just a super easy way to just help the industry because it is important. If we didn't have our honeybees, we wouldn't have those beeswax products. We wouldn't have all those delicious types of honey. And we definitely would not have um, over 125 crops that we love to consume here in the United States. What is the future hold for you? What is the next steps as American Honey Princess for the rest of your term? And you are only that princess for so long, so then what's next? Yeah, so I was crowned in January, and um, I'll be passing my crown along this uh, January in 2024. And so, you know, we're getting down to the end of it, and that's pretty crazy to me. So I'm here at the Wisconsin um, Honey Producers Association Convention for this week, and then next weekend I'll be going to the Iowa Honey Producers Convention. I'll do a quick little trip to Pennsylvania again to just educate some local school groups and other uh, community events. And that's pretty much wrapping up my year. I'll have some at-home presentations to local schools and 4-H clubs, uh, but the bulk of my travel has really been coming to an end, so it's a lot of local traveling, but I'm excited to see what the rest of the year brings. Afterwards, um, I probably, you know, I always say, I guess I'll get a job. I guess I'll be a full-time adult. Um, so yeah, I've been looking for some jobs that I'm interested in, and that'll be my next steps. I, I'm a business management major, so something within the agriculture and business industry is what I'm looking towards. That was 2023 American Honey Princess Allison Hager. As we head into the winter months, beekeepers are stocking up on food for the bees as a bee colony in Wisconsin needs a minimum of 60 pounds of extra food in order to survive.